Hi, I'm Caroline Carey, and you know, I'm always inspired by other people's life stories. So I listen for the soul journey that is interwoven between each individual's experiences throughout their life. Join me to hear for yourself how each narrative becomes a transformative and inspiring message for us all. Enjoy the podcasts. I worked with the House Whisperer some years ago to great benefit. I've always believed that houses have souls and they have particular energies that we either feel good in or not. I'm delighted to introduce Christian, the House Whisperer, to share with you some of his experiences of helping people find better relationship to their houses and beyond. Christian, it's really lovely to see you again. Um, for our listeners, you've got a fabulous room around you, some f- amazing space. Um, you clearly are a home lover, I would say. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. You've got, you got to love your home, especially doing this work. <laughs> of course, you're a house whisperer. Tell us what that means. Oh, uh, do I whisper to houses? I listen to the whispers of houses. Um, I don't go in. When when people call me, um, I work with my partner, Solvay, and uh, when they call us, uh, they have a problem, they have an issue, um, they're looking for solutions, they've got a sense there's something not right. But for most people, they, they can't quite see what's not right. So the process is um, to to investigate, uh, to tune in, uh, and actually look deeper and deeper into sort of uh, you know the layers, the subconscious layers of the person as well as the house, because the key thing is uh, people and where they live are totally linked. Their energies, their stories. You don't, you only have to be living in a house uh, or an apartment for a matter of weeks or months before you've offloaded your patterns into it and matched the patterns of the house and the land Mm. and then the story rolls on and continues so um so it's about tuning into what those stories are uh, and seeing you know how how one can help whatever's going on so what kind of problems do they come to you with they're just feeling not right or is there something generally quite specific that's going on for them what sort of um you know every single question life question you can ask yourself uh is is covered you know people uh often just don't feel at home that's a big one Mm. uh and and when i run workshops that's one of the first questions you know do you feel at home where you live Mm. And at least half people will put their hand up and say they don't. Uh, And those that say they do, I question it deeper. And then you think half of those really not. Um, And I say, well, you wouldn't be on my workshop or my webinar if you did feel at home because you'd be totally and utterly, you know, uh, in your heart, happy. Um, So 
there's there's always an aspect that people are looking for that sense of home feeling at home um and exploring what that really means and we can talk for an hour or hours or days but the bottom line is if you're not settled in your own being in your own heart you're never going to feel at home um i'll often get people who will say to answer your question oh we've lived here for 20 30 years but don't feel at home and you never will unless you identify what's going on in the house uh clear uh release old layers of stories and um actually connect your heart to the heart and soul of the house and the land if you if you don't do that you will never feel at home mm, it so doesn't take 20 30 years it takes mm. two hours wow I can get someone connected totally to their home in in a first session of a few hours. Wow. So, um, but you know, I've, I've been you know uh, running this um, way of working for so many years now. I think coming up to yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine years, as well as having been working with houses as an architect since the late nineteen sixties. So, <laughs> is that how you? came to to work in this way as a house whisperer because you're an architect and where did it begin originally um always aware of energies in properties and houses since a child um you know really spooked out by ghosts as many clients you know call me about you know either for themselves or their children mm. um and uh just just an awareness of space i think um and being introduced and starting music lessons at eight years old um uh lots of sort of traumatic stuff with family as, as a really young child that that's kind of another story but that sort of um shaped you know who i am and where i've been oh, sure. um but then one of my earliest sort of memories of kicking into um knowledge and seeking was when i was around 12 and found myself uh, doing a correspondence course in psychology, <laughs> which I thought, okay. Um, and also joined the Rosicrucians doing a correspondence course at that age, uh, which of course, um, when I read what they do now, which is exactly the same as what they were doing when I was 12 years old, uh, is what I'm teaching. So, mm. um, and, and it's really interesting um, looking at that, but, just being aware that something was waking up at, in me, you know, to really start seeking deeply. So it started at a very young age. Uh, continued music, uh, used to go to work with my father sort of part time, you know, on building sites because he was building uh, uh, Indian restaurants. Was That's all he did, build Indian restaurants. Uh, and that's where I got my, my love for, you know, India and Indian food. <laughs> um and started designing Indian restaurants probably, yeah, late 60s. Um, and so I don't do that anymore, um, but I must have designed over 333 Indian restaurants in the UK. Wow. From the Isle of Wight to uh, Manchester, Oldham, I remember. Um, so, and and what I recall with that is... Everything I worked and designed included sacred geometry. 
it was like inherent in my being that um, sacred geometry was really important. And when I was introduced to it sort of officially, so to speak, in the early 70s, 1971, I remember, um, I started, you know, going to places like Stonehenge and Glastonbury and, uh, you know, from that age and, and, you know, reading and studying ley lines and sacred sites and sacred buildings. Um, so, yeah, so, and at that time, 1971, I was introduced uh, to a philosophy school where I studied sacred geometry, Sanskrit, uh, the Vedic scriptures, sacred sound, a uh, bit of ancient Greek. Um, and so that opened up another sort of layer of, um, yeah, just consciousness in, in, in this work. And, and it just continued, you know, throughout. Um, so, yeah, doing a lot of restaurants, a lot of house renovations, extensions. And wherever I could, I would incorporate the knowledge of sacred geometry. Mm. Um, so that kind of went on and um, got drawn into um, uh, designing airport interiors. And not many people know there are about 35 airports in the UK. And in the 80s, I, I recall, uh, it's all on my website, actually, a lot of the uh, projects. Um, I think I touched designs in at least 33 of the UK airports doing interiors um, and all of them if you look at the uh, the drawings and sketches on my website all incorporate sacred geometry um, so it it's been there a long time um, and going through sort of life changes with family and marriage and all that in the 80s then ended up in the early 90s being introduced to feng shui and when somebody said, oh, should we go to this weekend workshop on feng shui? I thought, yeah, it sounded interesting how life correlates to where you live. And that first day of listening to the basic feng shui concepts, all the lights went on. It said, I know this. Yes. You know, this is all part of what I've been doing this lifetime and probably ricocheting into all past lifetimes. Uh, and I, I was just straight in there. I had a system where I could start working with. Mm. Um, and so it wasn't long before I started practicing feng shui because I knew it. I knew buildings, I knew people, I had clients. Um, and then discovered that a lot of um, places I used to go to help people, um, there was something not quite right. And this is what drew me into the... Um, uh, the spooky world, you know, the uh, uh, the ghost world, the paranormal, because there was there was another layer that I was missing. Okay. And so you know, I went through a rapid sort of um, training with people and guides um, in that world of the paranormal. Uh, very close to being taken out, sort of life-wise, with the energies, very dark energies. But it seemed that I needed a crash course in waking up in that. So, um, so, so that happened, and you know, then from there, in the late nineties, started developing the whole house whispering concept, yeah. um, and that's just developed since then. I, I know I, I'm talking, and you're not asking. No, no, no. This, this is so interesting. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. And I love these life stories where everything just, sure. you know, you know, you see the golden thread through somebody's life. But satisfy a little bit of my curiosity. Um, yes. 
So tell me about you when you were a very little boy. We got from when you were 12-ish. And so yeah. when you were very uh, little. Hopefully you, you want to go back further. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what it was, um, I, um, I was put into homes with my older brother, who's a year and a half older than me. Uh, for some reason, I didn't know why. And so for me, I was abandoned. Okay. Uh, and so that was for about a year and a half to various homes around um, England. Um, well, North, North London and um, sort of Norwich, that sort of area. Um, so I remember a lot of those um, places and the, and the um, disaster feeling and the sort of emotion of abandonment. For my brother, it was an adventure, which, which was really interesting. And we talk about it occasionally. But for me, it was devastating. And it wasn't till I was um, about 50 years old um, that it came out accidentally at lunch at my parents uh, with mum and dad um, that there was something wrong in their relationship uh, and mum actually uh, tried to commit suicide by jumping in the tube, you know, the London tube. Uh, obviously, she she lived, but, um, you know, got taken into care in hospital. And that's, that's why we ended up in care. Um, so, so that was that story. And of course, you know, then coming back to live together in North London uh, and that house we still have. Um, was really the beginning of uh yeah the next phase and yet all that experience was there but not talked about but just in the background yes um and of course affecting my relationship with everything and everyone of course and the uh, especially the mistrust of the feminine the mother yes it's like well because the feminine means if I get close to her, equals abandonment. Right. Um, so that was running subconsciously for many, many years and through my relationships uh, until I could actually begin to see what was being played out. So, oh. you know, quite, quite a major and strangely, but perhaps not, so many consultations that come um, uh, this way um reflect you know one's life's issues you know because there are still you know aspects of life that haven't been dealt with so a client will come along and say can you help me with this or i'm going through a divorce or whatever is going on um, and childhood stuff especially and then you realize that you're being given an opportunity to look at that by helping someone else but really you know, your guides, angels and helpers are saying you still got, you know, aspects that you haven't dealt with, you know, with your own stuff. Um, and, you know, I can use I can use that experience and process to, you know, reflect that back to clients yes. for them to look at exactly that same thing. So, you know, we're, we're learning, we're being taught. It's a never ending process. So. It people come and say oh you must have your life so sorted you've written a book you know you're very successful and great you're running this and that i'm saying god you know if you only knew <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were you were as a little child i mean you were sent to you called it a home 
you were sent to a home, but of course that wasn't a home, was it? No, it was not. No, it wasn't. It was a place to be. Yeah. Um, and memories of what went on at home and when dad came home and the relationship with mom and the tears and um, yeah, I remember that really clearly. So I can't say no, it was, it was never really home. No, it sounds, um, it sounds like, yeah, that, and that mix up between, well, what is home? I'm being sent to this yeah. other place. And so ha that this structure of a building was still, was quite yeah. in your the life. The building is a house, but until the heart is connected to it, it's never going to be a home. And what did you do for your own solace, for your own, you know, survival in that? As, a, as you know, did you immerse yourself in anything to support you? Uh, I, I think it was in 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 the uh, the study of um, sacred works. You know, the psychology, mm. um, and I say the the Rosicrucian um, um, aspects, which which are all part of basically psychology and um, sacred geometry, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the consideration of ancient knowledge. That for me was my home in a sense thinking about it now i've never quite thought about it that way because uh, the physical building was not home it was safe ish <laughs> to a degree um but there was still this sort of mistrust of the feminine yeah because the feminine abandoned my child but then when i look at my astrology uh the nine key astrology which is the japanese sort of feng shui system the numbers I came in with, which is like what you've chosen or you've been put in, into this lifetime, clearly show a set of numbers that is about abandonment and okay. vulnerability. Okay. So it's interesting how we choose our parents um, and also the astrological moment of coming in with a pattern that is playing out, again, what one needs to learn. Mm. So... Um, so, so that level of um you know energetic patterning and programming it's all it's all about psychology and patterns um i'll tell you one of the things i want to ask is that I, I said you know what was your solace what did you find as a solution for some of those problems and I, I i was just wondering whether you played with lego or um or building blocks around how you know building things because there's something about you being an architect i thought i wonder if i said uh, well i i did have um before lego there was called better builder which was a, the precursor and then Lego took over and, you know, uh, like the VHS and the uh, Betamax, you know, VHS one. So, um, yeah, yeah, I used to do that in construction. Um, I've, I've actually still got all my school books, which would be interesting to look at. Um, That's uh, fascinating. At that yeah, because that it, I often think when we're children, you know, yeah. Fear towards is a sign as to what we're then going to be interesting well for me it was music for sure started yeah. piano at eight so that would have been you know a couple of years after coming back um i mean most little boys had building blocks didn't they but i just i just think yeah, it's quite interesting yeah. an architect and as a you know, somebody in mm. houses that, that could have... I, 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 don't, I don't think I was really interested in architecture. The, the strange thing was, the the reason I went into architecture was my dad wanting wanted me to be an architect because he was a builder. Mm. Um, but I didn't know what architecture was about. What I knew was he had an architect, a Greek architect he worked with, 
And this architect spent all his time doing business in nightclubs. So I thought, well, if that's what architects do, I'll have a bit of that. I, I hadn't a clue. Uh, you know, of course, then once I started architecture school, having gone through A-levels and all that, I thought, this is bloody hard work. You know, and that sort of seven years and eight years later, I flunked a year. It's like, you know, don't want to be doing this. And, you know, so much of it was what I didn't want to do and all the all the regulations and the drawing and having to deal with. Um, um, and that's why, you know, in the 90s, when Feng Shui came along and I was becoming aware of different way of working, I thought, I don't want to do that architecture anymore. You know, I want to do the design aspect, you know, that the essence of what really helps people. Yeah, not just sort of another extension, which I, I realised, and I talk about that in my House Whisperer book, um, that I realised that, you know, doing granny extensions for someone who had, you know, five bedrooms and they wanted two more and it's only a couple of them, and realising what they really wanted was a divorce, not more space. So the, the psychology was beginning to kick in, but I didn't see it like that at the time. But, of course, when I started the feng shui stuff, it became clear that's what people were asking because when somebody wants an extension if it's in the relationship area of the house what they're really saying or one of them is saying is i want out of the relationship Ooh. yeah so that that's what fascinates me the psychology um and i did a postgrad in uh, psychotherapy um about six years seven years ago because that's what really fascinated me and so got thrown into studying jung and freud and um, and that was great because I've never studied them before. But, you know, I've been practicing and doing what I do in life in, in the way Jung talks about. And he studied the, the Vedic scriptures and Sanskrit. So it totally resonated. Whereas Freud, he was just a pervert, honestly, you know, um, very different character. And they fell out, of course, because there was a huge difference between their approach to life but so what you're saying really and, and what what fascinates me is that we we go down these psychology roads and understanding yeah. of the human condition and all that and we each have a particular medium to work with yours is houses yes. so that's yeah, yeah. a container really isn't it for yeah, what yeah. it is that you're you're wanting to work with and you're using yeah. that as like that metaphor or that construction type yeah container yeah. i suppose to work yeah whereas, framework yeah yeah, yeah framework. And, and whereas i would have my body of work um yes this archetypal soul journey yeah yeah and that's my container so it's rather yeah. fascinating isn't it? it's the same work but it's it's, it's the same work di different and different people are going to be attracted to you than to me or anyone else yes, absolutely because they can they can relate to you know the shamanic approach or yeah um yeah. But uh, really, so in a sense, what we're doing is kind of pretending to externalize people's issues and then saying, actually, it's in you, <laughs> you know, uh, at the at the at the precise moment in, in a tactful way. Yeah. Saying, but you've got uh, a reflection. You've got something to look at outside yourself. Yeah. That's helpful because sometimes it's very difficult to just go straight into the. Right. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but that, that medium of you know the different modalities is what's going to attract different people to sort of step into it mm, um exactly. yeah. and and, mm. and most of my work now the high level work if you want to call it that 
is in deprogramming people's you know issues and patterns because unless you get to that seed point which a, a lot of psychologists psychotherapists get to and play around and try to change it but unless you change it at the energetic molecular level nothing's going to change you're going to go around the same story um, and often I'll work with people um, and try and get them to recognize what um, a story that is causing them trauma and um, we find that that same trauma that same story is repeated you know the concept of repetition in psychology um and us and i asked them well how much between one and ten ten being the worst you know um one being okay uh and often it's nine nine out of nine or ten out of ten trauma the, the emotion of it and it's the emotion you have to work with not the thinking of what the story is and so you feel that emotion and i take people through um a quantum timeline process which takes about 15 20 minutes and by the end of it you ask the same question and it's either zero or one out of ten it's shifted mm -hmm. it's extraordinary so yeah. i've developed that over the years and um it really it really makes such a difference in people's lives Amazing. so what our listeners won't know necessarily is that we met um because we were trying to sell our home um many years ago now yes, yes. and uh, we've been trying to sell it for four years mm. um it what just wasn't selling we were getting close and then they'd pull out yeah. and it was a real struggle for us and although it was my husband's home i had moved over from ireland yeah it was his house and we were living there and we wanted to move on together um and and it, we just couldn't sell it. And we did everything that we thought was necessary for it. Put the new boiler in, painted the walls, you know, made the garden nice, fitted yeah. it all up. Um, and stillness. So we, well, I think it was Ben got in touch with you. And yeah, we did a, a, some work together. You came along and um, we, we had no idea what to expect at all. Mm. But you came to our house and uh, yeah, you started on one of these processes. Yeah yeah can you say anything about that you... oh gosh that's some time ago i i think the key thing was that um you you were you were, you had embodied and were playing out the previous woman owner's um whole story and life story and psyche uh yeah. and i remember in in that sort of meditation process that you suddenly embodied her and got really angry and got up and ran out the house did we, yes with, with and, and we were all chasing you <laughs> and me with the camera chasing you up the street and uh and ben was your husband was chasing you up the street and um and and that to me was exactly what needed to happen for you to recognize this wasn't you but you were you were ch channeling you had embodied absorbed and this is so so common that people play out someone else's so the question is, are you living your own life where you live or the life of those who have lived there before? Yes. And, it, I, and it's I, often that. Yeah, I, I remember that that pattern. I mean, it was very funny <clears throat> running up the road and, and no idea really what was going on with the microphone because he was filming. <laughs> <laughs> the radio mic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing me up the, the path and and, yeah. and you know, stopping and going, oh, that was interesting. Um, mm. I can remember almost falling down the stairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. One point. 
<clears throat> it was fascinating. So, um, mm. and 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 literally, um, the next day we had four people come and look at the house, and yeah. um, on the Monday we got a phone call. On the Tuesday, the people were buying it. They were absolutely definite. They were wanting to put down their deposit. We had it sold within six weeks within the time. And it was amazing. And um, we were so delighted that we moved out of the house, moved into our motor home, Mm. put everything in storage because we're not going to lose this buyer and then spent a year year in our motor home (laughs) looking for the the house that wanted us, you know, that we moved into. And that was a journey in itself. The house we're in now came back onto the market because the um the the people who wanted to buy it their, their chain had collapsed yeah. and um and so it went back on the market the very and and the first day it was back on the market it was sent by email it wasn't even on right move or anything mm. i saw it i said that's the house phoned up the the estate agent and said we'll buy it i hadn't even seen yeah. it i just yeah. felt it and yeah. we were a bit dubious when we stood outside it, when we came to see it the next morning at nine o'clock, we were there. Um, yeah. And we were like, are we sure? But when we walked through the front door, mm. we this feeling of energy. You knew. Both of us at the same time, yeah. this is the yeah. right house, before we'd even looked in the other rooms. But, so the question is, Caroline, did you find the house or did it find you? Well, that's that was what I really felt, that it had found us. You know, but we had had to be patient and wait and yeah. just let it happen organically without forcing yeah. anything without yes. making something happen which is very difficult when you're living in a motor home yeah. Yeah. you know as icicles coming yeah, t- t- timing do- does come into it quite yeah. a lot as astrology um but there's two aspects to it the the selling that you mentioned you know you're trying to sell for a few years um what i find is un- until you've resolved the karmic contract that you've you went to that house in the first place mm. it won't let you go mm. so who is it that's not letting go it's going to be an aspect of you having not resolved or the woman acting through you that needed resolution mm. and i find this time and time again it's that resolution um that fulfilling your purpose or one of the purposes for being there and and if you don't do that it will never let you go um mm. But once you you hit the mark, uh, as as we did when we worked together, and you, and you had someone, you know, very quickly afterwards. Okay, the process of selling can take weeks, but the the finding of someone or someone finding it is very quick. The fastest I have had in that respect is one hour. One hour from the moment somebody was trying to rent a house in Chelsea, and it had been abused so badly by tenants the soul of the house was just saying to me, I don't want to be rented out anymore. So um, I, I went around the house with the, with the owner and we found the heart of the house and really connected with it and said, just promise the house, you will not just rent it to anyone for money, but someone who will love it. So we did that process and within one hour, two agents from the same agency called to say can we bring people around that afternoon to lots of people and they rented it mm. uh, and so many stories of a sale the same day or the day after yeah it, it's lovely to get those emails or sometimes people call you to sell a house 
Um, and after you've done the work, the space clearing and the alignment, aligning, you know, the owner's hearts to it, they they phone up next day and say, we've fallen in love with the house, we're going to stay. Yeah. Because you've cleared all the layers of stuff. Yeah. And of course, as you're working with the house, you're working with the people, the couple. So you're clearing all their layers of, you know, life and angst and, you know, pressures. And they suddenly fall in love again. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so, so you don't just work with people to buy and sell houses, do you? I mean, oh, no, any any but... aspect, the nine aspects of life. Yeah, there's relationships, financial, career, children. Yeah, I was talking to a, a, a mother recently. Yes. And she was saying that her little three-year-old had what it seemed was that he was being visited by. Yeah. Possibly. Um, he, yeah. He, he said to his mom, um, you know, there's a monster in my room. And she mm, said, mm. Look, that's just your dressing gown hanging on the wall, that sort of yeah. thing. And it's yeah. about the man in the corner with the red yeah. jacket on. It was yeah. very specific. Right. Um, what would and I, I was so I didn't want to say anything for and I said, well, maybe he needs to have a conversation with him and find out why he's there. Mm. For three year olds, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? But I'm I was um, you know, I didn't want them to feel frightened of yeah. going on that maybe somebody had actually died there and sure. needed help moving on to the next. Absolutely. And 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 what's important for parents is never to say, Don't be silly, darling, you're just imagining it. Yeah, that is so often you hear that. Yeah. As you say, ask the child, you know, engage with it because they are very perceptive at that age. Yeah. Um, and the worst thing parents can do is shut that psychic ability down. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, often parents, you know, have their own fear about, you know, ghosts and stuck spirit. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not frightening and when I go to work with people and there could very well be someone who's died in that house or died somewhere else and when people do pass over they tend to come back to where they consider home is their safe place so they could die in hospital but then come back to that house and be in that room um, but if they can if the parents um, are not aware and can help that stuck spirit they're going to go to the next person who can see them, which is the child. Right. Uh, and so listen to the child um, and get someone in, you know, who, who can deal with it. And of course, I do a lot of that. Yeah, I, I would say at least half of the work is uh, working with stuck spirit at some level. Um, but with energy lines, ley lines, vortexes, portals in time, um, all these energies come through from other dimensions, mm. you know, both, um, you know, humans and non-humans. There's lots and lots of layers of uh, um, beings and creatures that uh, inhabit our space. It's like radio waves, TV, Internet. There's millions and millions of vibrational channels. It mm. depends what we're tuning onto. But when I work with people, if they're stuck spirit, I'll get the owner to talk to them in their mind. And it's extraordinary. Oh, I've never talked to a ghost before. I think just talk as if you're talking in your mind to someone. Um, and when they do, they find there's a conversation going on and I can hear it uh, and they're hearing it. And it's like asking. Um, and the worst thing to do, and a lot of people still do it, is to get rid of ghost busting. It's the worst thing. Uh, even in space clearing, it's never about getting rid of because 
what is in your space is the evidence um, that you need to understand something about yourself, your life, and how you can move on. And if you go in or get someone to come in, space clear it, sometimes people say, oh, do I need to be there while you're doing the work? It's like, yes, because it's your life. Um, but if you clear that, then you've cleared the evidence and then done a disservice to someone because you've taken away, you know, the the, the gems of, of what's going on. Um, so my process is to actually get people to understand what's there. Yeah. Um, and and to see how it relates to them in their life, maybe their childhood or past lives. It's always that repetition into past lives. Um, and deal with the issue. Because if you don't, it will reoccur and reoccur. So if you're trying to sell a house and you didn't for yourself and you didn't deal with that um that woman, mm -hmm. you will find another house that has exactly the same story and yeah. have to go through it again. So you think, oh yeah, it's you know, life is great because I've it's a new house and it will be okay for a few months because it's new mm. but then you'll find that you've attracted exactly the same pattern yeah but having dealt yeah. with that pattern you're then not attracting that you're, you're going to attract different patterns that you need to show something else another layer of your own journey and that's exactly what's happened in the house that we're in now i, I don't get any of that and yes. I, I can see what that difficulty was that we were having in our relationship and it wasn't major but it was it yes. was preventing us moving on and in this house we haven't had it just hasn't happened it hasn't been there yeah. so it's but, been a very interesting piece for us to you don't you don't you don't need it you don't need to deal no. with that no, uh, no i'm sure there must be other patterns that there's, there's, there's definitely <laughs> definitely another pattern and i might talk to you about that because yeah, sure. i haven't quite digested it yet yeah but, yeah and it's not necessarily relationship-wise either, but there is something there. Um, yeah. So yes, I think it's 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 quite fascinating. I I can remember going to a woman's house. She asked me to do she asked me to do some clearing. You know, so can yes. you clear my house because there's an energy here that doesn't feel right. And I went in there and and I got in this little tiny room at the top of the house. It was a very innocent energy and it felt mm. very childlike. Mm. And, um, it wasn't about getting rid of, just like you say, it was about just go to, for her to just go to that room and play and be creative, get her pencils and crayons out and go and do something. She said mm. she was trying to do something creative for ages, but couldn't find the energy for it. I said, just go to that room and it'll it'll start. And it was almost like this little innocent childlike energy needed some encouragement, needed some just play and and creative and and she started. She started to get creative in this space mm, and do the that she needed to do. And yeah, it's like creating a relationship, isn't it, with the yeah. spirit and yeah. the heart of the house? How do we create relationship together? Mm. It's all about relationships, and we'll be drawn to a, a house, a home um, that will be encouraging us to to look at in the, our our process. Our, you know, what what are we here for this lifetime? And to ask that question. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose the older the older the house, mm. the more story there is going to be. <laughs> uh, that that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you get to the sort of sixteenth, fifteenth century properties, oh yeah, um, you know you're going to have a lot more work to do for sure. Mm. Um, and and yet. It's it's the flavor and the stories which are always going to be the same repetition of stories. That's that's the thing I find more and more. 
so um again it's identifying what what keeps reoccurring as your you know your mantra your story that's going on and what is it you need to deal with because the house has a need or the soul of the house has a need so it's going to find you so many stories of that that the house is found or a child um has found uh, or, or has taken the parents and in some strange way got the parents to buy the house and then it makes sense why they moved there and in one case um there were so many stuck children because you know that had died in the house that the child could see them and so her purpose was um yeah to get the parents there who then got someone like myself to go and work with to help release all that right. uh, and this one particular house um in Hertfordshire I think it was had about um 12 different apartments the Georgian house split up um and I ended up eventually working in every single <laughs> you know um home every single flat there because uh, they all carried the same story, essentially, of all these children who, you know, lived there, it was a school, used in the war, like a lot of these country houses are. Mm. Um, so it, it's just a fascinating journey, you know, with houses. But it's all about relationships, as you, as you mentioned, always about relationships. Of course. So um, what's your favourite story? What's Give, give us your favourite story, that the house that has, I don't know, got a... A big story around it. Um, oh gosh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm scanning through. I've done oh, way over sixteen hundred consults to date. Right. Um, um, all, all fascinating. I, I I think ones that stand out are the ones that uh, when I approach them and they have been subdivided into apartments, mm. um, and I hear the house crying out saying they didn't ask if they could cut me up oh gosh that's an interesting and that that's you know as I feel it now that's kind of like really sort of uh um that, that that's quite common um when people do that in in renovations um mm. but your your story was quite fascinating and uh as uh, whether you want to say that you know we actually filmed it as part of uh a house whispering episode which uh, we we haven't done much with but uh, um so we we've got you on film running up the street <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever wanted to release parts of that you know it's there um, yeah I, I i do tend to absorb energy and and work to release <laughs> all that that's part of my i think shamanic yeah of course yeah some work but um yeah it was something was bound to happen Great, mm. it's 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 great. So yeah, the fact that you've had so many and and oh, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? When uh, you you think yeah. it wasn't yeah. it could be split up. So what should what should we do when we move into a, a new home and we meet our uh, the house? What mm. is what's good for us to do in those moments? Um, for me, it's it's always about um, merging your heart with the heart and soul of the home um and remember you've been drawn there through resonance mm. um or or the home the soul of the house is called you and so there's that going to be that relationship 
Um, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a fantastic resonance, you know, uh, let's party time um, connection. It's the connection is going to be to show you often how disconnected you are from yourself. Um, and but it's an opportunity um, to take you on that journey. There, there's never a wrong house. Let's put it that way. Wherever you end up, there's never a wrong place to be. It's where you need to be for the next um, learning uh, of, of your own personal journey. Um, but ultimately, the process needs to be to to recognize why you're there uh, and somehow connect with its heart, uh, ultimately through love. You know, that that's the bottom line, you know, sacred geometry, space clearing. Any issue with this work comes down to to the heart and to the vibration of love, and whether we're using uh, sacred geometry and um, you know the the symbol of the uh, the, the golden mean harmonic, uh, and that's the geometry of the golden mean spiral, which is the harmonic of the heart. And that's the. Can people see that on your website? Um, yeah, they well, yeah, that that uh, that image is there. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. sacred geometry page okay so um direct people to that but that that uh essentially it's it's getting after i've worked with somebody uh whether it's you know at their home or, or remotely as we spoke of earlier uh several remote sessions the idea is once you've recognized what's there is it's to sort of breathe with the house and connect the um the vibrations of your heart and merge it uh, by synchronizing your heart to the heart of the home. Uh, but that that's a process that needs to be done after you've sort of realized what's there and cleared all the layers that you don't need in life. So the, the phrase is when you're going around space clearing is something like release whatever does not serve me. Yeah, and when you've released that, then you've got a, a clear space and you can connect with the heart and bring your heart into um, resonance and, and synchronize. And when you've got that breathing and heart resonance, then often the phrase people use is, oh, I feel at home. Yeah, and when it. I hear that, I think, job done. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but it, it's that that's where we need to get to sometimes we need some help to actually see what what's in the way of yeah. that yeah. but but i think it's important for people to know that you're never in a wrong home however horrendous it seems mm. um, but to recognize it as offering you the gifts of showing you what you still need to work with and deal with yes um and if if you do and get through that and it doesn't have to take long you know certainly with some guidance with what you know we do and you know obviously your your work you're showing people the fast route to actually seeing what is there and what needs to be dealt with yes. um and you cannot do it for anyone that's for sure i still get the occasional person who says can you come and tell me where to hang my wind chimes it's like no <laughs> it, you know we don't do that you know all my crystals um, I, I can show you what your issues are and how you can deal with them but you have to take responsibility and deal with them. Sure. Uh, and that doesn't need to take long. As, as I mentioned earlier, when 
we're working remotely, it's three sessions a week apart. And that gives people time in between uh, to sort of process what's come up in the first session uh, where we do some space clearing. And then the next session is giving it a week to cook and process and reflect. Um, and then again, you have another session, again, another week uh, to sort of reflect. And it's a very powerful process, whereas most of um, the consults uh, have been going on site to someone's home and spending a good five hours, sometimes more. Um, but we're finding it's too much for people because you're not just sort of pussyfooting around doing a bit of this and a bit of that. You're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And three, four, five hours is a long time to do that. So uh, we find the, you know, the three sessions remote is a very powerful process. And so people can find information about that on your website, can they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they go to my website, um, housewhisper.com, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. It's, it's a huge site with a lot of videos, a lot of information, um, mm -hmm. workshops. Uh, I occasionally do free um, taster workshops uh, online. Um, and I run the, the one-year training academy to, to get people to do what I'm doing after a year. Well, tell uh, us more about the academy. Tell, tell us about the academy. What, what, what... Well, the, the, the academy came came about um, just over seven years ago um, where people would say, oh, can you teach us this and teach us that? And I would just, I just, I just wanted to just teach whenever I wanted. And so the universe had different ideas about, you know, um, what I should be doing and, and just hit me with a stroke one day, seven and a half years ago. Mm. Um, and miraculously the day after yes i was in hospital all the machinery and uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, i ended up uh, walking in the hospital with uh, a couple of physios um so it was clear that i had more work to do <laughs> but i was being given a big wake-up call and uh, it was just a couple of months after that i thought right i set up the academy to actually teach everything i knew um in in a structured way you know over um 20 24 modules um and so i set that up and started that seven and a half years ago and um yeah so every six months or a year i'm run i'm taking in a new intake for a year so it's quite a commitment um yeah so um but it's and it, and it's transforming people's lives and and they're going out and and doing some incredible work even after that one year process because they're absorbing my whole life's um knowledge that comes through me yeah. even with what i say or don't say i find that people have absorbed and can actually practice okay they don't have the experience of of the years i've had but uh they're practicing and helping people which is you know brilliant yeah. um those who just want a bit of a taster i run a short eight eight week you know uh eight one and a half hour uh webinars next one starts in january that's on the website and it's the basics like the heart of home which is what we're talking about uh space clearing dowsing spirit release uh, the healthy home what we should and shouldn't have in the home that you know doesn't uh, serve us um so and sacred geometry of course um so people can sort of get a taster of it and i find that most people who do the the, the short course uh, which is you know much lower cost as well 
end up going on to the the one year because they get that taste of it and think yeah there's a lot more to this which, which of course there is you know it's, it's a lifetime's work yeah i can feel us all going oh what shouldn't i have in my home i need to know <laughs> yeah oh yeah ab absolutely because um you know have have what you love as you can see when i've got around me and this is not a you know a backdrop this is real <laughs> um is is yeah aspects of my life that i love you know the music as you can see the, the shamanic the, yeah um but yeah anything you have around you you need to love otherwise don't have it right. don't, don't keep things as someone's giving it to you for birthday or christmas yeah it's like no um, if, you, if you don't love it give it away or give it to a charity shop and someone else can pick it up and love it but um, yeah, yeah no, um, total sense. And everything we have in our homes has a resonance has a story mm. so again be careful what you're bringing to your home right, right. Um, furniture is a it's a big thing but i, co I cover a lot um, of this um in fact everything we're talking about is in my house whisperer book uh which is came out in what 2014 it's still relevant. Every single page of it. What's is it called? Now. What's it called, Christian? Sorry. What's your book called? The House Whisperer. It's called the House Whisperer. Of course yeah. it is. Uh, and you can order it on on my site, um, or if you email me, I'll send you a, a signed copy, um, or you can get it on Amazon as a, as a, a printed one, but uh, that won't be signed. But um, I'm currently um, just finishing. It's finished actually. A new book. Um, based on a much wider knowledge base of a, a galactic journey uh, of universe and life from yeah. another galaxy to Earth, yeah. um, incorporating uh, the light codes of creation. Uh, so much deeper knowledge. Yeah. Um, and the journey of the two characters uh, meeting uh, key people on Earth, like Mozart, Leonardo, Plato, and the conversations going on um you know about life and society and sacred geometry and uh and life so it's 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 uh, more of a novel but based on reality you can call it sci-fi um but that came about um the music came first in 1993 um and it was a series of um compositions that came through me uh, so you probably realise I, I compose and play musical instruments. Um, and my brother, who's uh, into music and composer, quite successful himself. Um, and he helped me put together a CD of about seven tracks. So we printed that and it sat in a drawer for 25 years. And it woke up about five years ago. And I asked my brother, who, you know, his um, son and daughter... My nephew and niece are incredible composers and singers and um you know would, would they um put together an album for me you know from my my piano playing of the compositions um so we started that journey anyway long story short about five months ago um i released a 22 track album recorded to 432 hertz if that means anything to people the harmonic of the tuning um which is the story of um the book the story of the journey from another galaxy to earth and all that going on and i hadn't realized this was the case until i went to a germancy weekend 
um, in, in Sussex with somebody I knew well. And I was playing some tracks on the piano, some of the initial tracks. And uh, these two ladies said, what are you playing? And uh, uh, I sort of brushed it off. And um, and they 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 said it was, I was playing the music of this story. And so it was so inherent in me, this story, it was coming out in, in musical vibrations. So, so whether it's in art, music, you know, book form, it's the same vibration, it's the same story. And so I thought, okay, this was interesting. And, you know, this is sort of a weekend of germancy and partying. And I thought, okay, you know. Anyway, so one of them and uh, Richard, who um, whose house it was, has got a stone circle on his land. They put their heads to mine, their foreheads. And it was the most extraordinary. It was, I wouldn't even call it an experience, Caroline. I I was transported through um, a portal in time into that time of five million years ago when this happened, where the planet, which I'm calling Vesica, was about to explode through warfare. And um, I had to leave and fly one of the three ships to Earth. Ooh. And I remembered I was there leaving um, partner, children, friends, family, and walking across the desert. And I could feel it, taste it, smell it. I was there walking. It was an extraordinary. Mm. Uh, um, I've never had that before or since, you know, that sort of intensity. And so, um, so that connection, that experience is what's driven the whole um, and they said, well, you've got to write, you've got to allow more tracks to come through to finish the story, which I did, and about 33 tracks. But uh, it was going on for so long, so many years composing them and uh, refining them. Uh, we said, right, let's let's stick to the 22. Um, and you can, people can go on my website into the music section and listen to all of them for free under the YouTube um, uh, link, uh, or you can download them and... Um, um, but if you listen to them on CD, which I haven't released, because nobody has CD players anymore, but it's the most powerful um, way to listen to music, you know, on a CD, mm. if you have a Wi-Fi system, yeah, yeah. which seems to be uh, old-fashioned at the moment, but it's still a really powerful way of listening to music. Cool. Um, nice so so my nephew and niece, you know, she she's an incredible singer, and, 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 and Adam, you know... Uh, incredible at putting together the uh the music um but i can talk about it but if you listen to it you're you're yeah um, and in fact on on the on the page the music page there is a nine minute um trailer uh video which incorporates the music and the whole story in video form uh and eleni uh, my my um my niece who put it together and sings on the album she encapsulated the entire book, the entire story in that one nine minutes. So if you watch that nine minute video, you're 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 absorb and understand the whole story of the of the journey. Well, uh, and it, and it's bigger galactic um mm -hmm. stuff that's going on and very relevant to what's going on on, on our planet right now. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. And and yeah, as as you said, we can go to the website and yeah, it's and all there to have a listen brilliant that's wonderful so what would you have to share with our listeners today what would your words of wisdom be as a yeah as an offering um, to really 
fall still in your home in a quiet moment and connect to its heart because mm -hmm. the heart is there uh, there could be layers disconnecting you from it but just ask um, your guides helpers spirits to show you that connection and also to show you what might be stopping you from connecting with it mm. but for sure um we are all where we are meant to be um and we just need to ask you know what that connection is um and that can kick off you know the beginning of another journey to connect you to the heart of home because ultimately it is about connecting our heart through love to where we live because everything is wanting that love connection and it's that disconnection that makes people get frustrated with life or things don't flow well so um right. yeah so bottom line is love yourself love your home wonderful that's a, that's a great message isn't it and find a way to love it if, if you're struggling with that hey yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much, Christian. This has been a very insightful um, podcast and um, conversation. And it's really lovely to connect with you again after these years. And uh, Yeah, you too, Caroline. Thank you. Remember some of that experience. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker. My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.